and welcome to another episode of the Copcast podcast. Um, we are coming to you after uh, games are getting really frequent again, and it's really hard to like sit and talk about it because everybody else has shit to do and stuff. So um, it's been two games. It's been a nine-nil absolute drubbing joint record victory that, for some reason, like I don't know, but nobody really cared about because there's just some big fucking. Targaryen looking fella running around Manchester banging in goals left, right and centre um, and a last minute winner against Newcastle um, a, a team owned by a country that like behaves people and stuff so pretty pretty alright with that but we're going to look at where we are um, and I've got Johnny Henderson in Belfast with Beryl Agus in the Netherlands to discuss this with us, but they're all two like totally contrasting performances that you kind of felt the same about once you kind of got away from the euphoria of a last minute winner. It still just kind of feels like we're like one result away from being absolutely out of it at this point, you know? Um, and I don't know how are you feeling about this. Is are we are we destined for a season of? I don't want to say when all of the centre halves were injured, like all of the midfielders are injured now, but something kind of in between, uh, scrapping around for second and third while City run away with Holland scoring seventy goals. I would really like to say no, but uh, you know, it 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 doesn't seem. Unlikely, um, you know. I, I was I, I was very depressed <laughs> again against Newcastle. Um, I, I didn't manage to, to to see the game against Bournemouth live, but you know uh, I had predicted it anyhow, so no, no worries about that. But um, but yeah, it, it it was Bournemouth, and it doesn't matter if you win nine nil or eight nil or seven nil or even one nil. Uh, but yeah, it, it was an emphatic win. And it it could have um, been perceived as a, you know the, the 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 belated start to 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 a good season, but um, against Newcastle it, it became clear very very early on that, that you know the the um, the problems that we saw against uh, uh, against uh, Fulham against Crystal Palace and against Manchester United and uh, they weren't gone and um, uh, and we still had them so. And when they scored, it it, it, it was like you know uh, as if the win against uh, uh, against Bournemouth was just a blip, uh, and we were you know back to um, not winning ways. Um, but you know there's something about you know uh, winning in 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 the last uh, seconds of a game. Uh, there's something about winning because of a of a of a very young um, new player. Um, scoring, scoring emphatically. Uh, so you know th- there are some 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 glimmers of hope, but you know there are also some 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 signs that that would um, that you know sign um, that that indicate that that we have become a bit stale, a bit predictable, that we need to change certain things, and we we, we can't hope to uh, keep doing the same thing and 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 still being um, you know. Uh, 
um, uh, around the the first place, uh, you know, uh, especially with 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 a rampant uh, Manchester City. So yeah, I, I'm 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 hopeful and and not very hopeful at the same time, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it made make complete sense, Johnny. I know Beryl's talk there about. Um, things getting stale and things not change but like I kind of feel like we are trying to change things and this is going to sound like really I don't know the word contrite or something akin to that right I've been I've been fairly critical of Harvey Elliott last two games he's been super last night against Newcastle absolutely superb Um, and then Carvalho both games comes on scores scores the last minute winner against Newcastle. Happy days, everybody's everybody's delighted. But it looks to me like we we've signed these players, and I'm going to throw Nunez into that um, bracket as well to make that change that Beryl's talking about. But it looks to me like we don't really know how to. Um, so I don't know where you I don't know where you fall within that kind of thought process. Yeah, I think I think we are trying to change things, and I think the big, you know, <laughs> the big Egypt getting himself sent off for three games that didn't didn't help matters. Oh, it really I, hasn't helped, like has it? For fuck's sake, do you know? It has. And then it, he's sitting there, and Johnny and Johnny's sitting there giving it the big one when Carvalho scores, and I'm like, mate. We could, we could be three 0 up if you just hadn't have been a bell end. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah. It's we we are obviously trying to do things. I think there's been big disruption um, to the team, and you know you only have to look at the stats without Thiago. Um, I, I'd seen the stats about how we you know generally how we do with him and Fabinho playing in midfield, we just have a level of control and authority on games generally when they when they play together. I know they, <laughs> the opening evidence of Fulham wasn't good, but I put that down as an anomaly. Um, but, but we are trying different things. That's true. Um, I think as well we've got to accept that you know, we're playing in, in a lot of the games we've started with Milner and Henderson and you know, the legs aren't necessarily there in the midfield. I, think, I mean, you could go through it. I mean, I think for me, like being trying to be sort of short about it and as concise as possible, Salah still seems a bit peripheral. He seems a bit wide. I'm, I'm thinking that's tactical, that's a plan. Maybe it's the plan when... When Nunez is there, maybe maybe things might just suddenly look a lot better when Jota comes in. I don't know, but there's still something Johnny. not. Yeah, Johnny, I know what you're talking about, Salah, right? And I thought exactly the same thing. And then after the game, I looked at chances created. Yeah, and second, second most is with three, and third is with two, and Salah has six chances created on the night. Hmm. So maybe it is a Nunez thing, because that even hmm. surprised me watching the game. I like I I couldn't have picked the six out, but you know hmm. the, the numbers appear to be stacking up, and you know how focused we are on on numbers and analysing that sort of sort of data. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, I'd like to see what those chances were because when I watched that game last night, it didn't, it didn't come across to me that there were very many big chances created. Like I, I don't. I mean, obviously Mo sets up for me. No, it's a great, it's a great finish. <laughs> the second goal. Like if you play fantasy football and you had him as your captain, you're laughing when he gets an assist for it bouncing off his shoulder. I just think Salah's been devastating for years, and he's been devastating in that channel on the edge of the day where he's, he just causes havoc. He's still a bit wide for me. I I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think there's there's other things as well. You know that we know that there's problems. Uh, in the midfield with bodies, and we'll obviously come on to that with 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 the new signing. Um, but I think equally, and, and I don't know, is this because of the midfield issues as well? But I think we'd all accept too that the the two fullbacks. I mean, I know Trent filled his boots against Bournemouth and stuff, but I think it's 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 dead obvious that you know they're not um, they're not performing you know at at the levels they have been for the last number of seasons, and whether that's again the tactical adjustments or just Poor, just old-fashioned bad form. I don't know, but I mean, we were having this chat, weren't we, before with Burl and, and you? It's, it's it's really hard to put your finger on, but it just doesn't seem quite right. At Anfield, we generally are on it. We create loads of chances. We cut the opposition open, and there were very, very few times. And you know, you don't like to be, you, you know, going over the top or, or hyperbole, as they say, with it, but. Is it maybe the teams are tweaking and nullifying our threats from the fullbacks now, or people wised up to us? I don't know. It's it's, it's really it's really hard to say, um, but it's still it's clearly not quite right. There's something not right. Yeah, Beryl, Johnny kind of struck a chord there with me around, you know, things just not looking quite right, and Salah being on the periphery and, and probably playing wider as the analysis would suggest and as Johnny's pointed out but also we it looks like we have like with the two fullbacks as well just players maybe not necessarily in a different formation because it's hard to kind of pin down a formation it's not like the old days like four four fucking two Mike Bassett whatever it's still a four three three but these Guys look like they're being given completely different instructions um, within those, you know, old-fashioned kind of templates that you want to talk about. And for whatever reason, something looks as like it looks like there's a disconnect there between what they're being asked to do and what they're doing, and whether the whole concept actually works at all. Um, uh, you know, there's no denying that that. Uh, it it isn't working as it uh, as it used to, and and I think uh, if we look at the um, you know the tail end of of, of uh, last season, you you can see you know th- those problems were already there, um, <clears throat> but but I, I think there are different problems with with Trent uh, as as there are with with, with Robertson. I, I think they play played uh, always have played different roles. You know they have. Uh, you know, they're, they're the mirror uh, images. Uh, maybe if you look at it, uh, you know, superficially, but but if you look at what 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 Trent does and what Robbo does, it's 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 different things. Um, uh, and 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 so there are different reasons for why they are not working at this moment. I, I'm not sure 
what's wrong with Robo. It it's it it seems that um, you know he had a really good understanding with with uh, Sadio Mane and and they you know they they have played together for a long while so they they uh, that uh, cooperation grew um, and and I feel the the cooperation with uh, with uh, Lucho Diaz isn't there yet. Um, Diaz seems to play better when uh, whenever Chimikas comes on. Maybe that's because it's late in the game and. Um, you know, there's more space for him, but it, uh, it, it's an observation. And I think, um, you know, Thiago not being there is also a, a problem for Robbo because, you know, he, he was the, the midfield uh, peg there that, that, you know, helped him get into position because his position is, is going wide and, uh, and the left, the left uh, winger, um, you know, used to be Sadio is not, and now is uh, Luis Diaz. Uh, can go more inside and, and create his, his uh, create danger there. Uh, on the other side, I think you know we were talking about change. I, I think um, the the biggest changes we saw, you know, to our system, to the way we play, we saw um, in the beginning of last season when um, uh, Elliot was being integrated in the team, and and he, he Trent and uh, and Salah had had a had a very interesting uh, setup uh, between the three of them and. I think those were probably the the best games in uh, you know in in a tactical sense, um, and, and you know may, maybe I'm, I'm I'm making it prettier than it was, but you know that that's what stuck in my mind. Um, and then you know uh, we we all know what happened to Elliot, and and now he's being reintegrated, and maybe you know it takes time, and maybe that's also a, a good explanation for what Salah's doing because you know. Um, uh, I've seen, you know, he, the, the first assist for for Bobby was really an assist, and the other one, um, you know, it, it counts as an assist. But uh, I felt he he could have done more, and I, I felt he could have scored. I felt he could have uh, created more more danger, and and all all of this together brings me to what I think was is is uh, the, the key problem with with Trent. I, I think he's someone with with. Um, a tremendous uh, sense of responsibility. I, I think he he feels like, you know, uh, I, I don't know if 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 there's a, 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 a the next captain between uh, after Virgil. I don't know who that would be, but maybe he feels like a sort of captain. He uh, he, he seems to be feeling that he 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 should um, take the, the the game by the horns. Um, um, and sometimes he's forcing things. I think you know, uh, trying all these Hollywood passes, where he could probably uh, do better and and just you know keep keep the ball and and try to be more patient. Uh, I think that's uh, the problem that I see with Trent that he is trying to force things and um, he has tremendous uh, ability. Uh, but also, when you have tremendous ability, you you need to to uh, sometimes be patient and and rely more on your on your uh, teammates. Um, so you know, um, not a very swift answer, not a very uh, um, <laughs> concise answer. But that's what I think um, is wrong at this moment with these two. Yeah, I think really a, a variety of different theories flying around about this um, and probably none of them will be right let's be honest. Johnny let's try and look at some positives um, 
Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez um, has been good. And he's been playing like actual centre half. And I think, you know, I saw early on against Newcastle that they must have bucked that ball into that right-hand channel about 30 times in the first 10 minutes. Um, and Gomez was quick. He was good with the ball. Looks like his passing range is... I don't know whether it's got better. Maybe he's just being a bit more adventurous with it. But, you know, it's just interesting. We've seen we've seen players grab that centre-half shirt and hold on to it until something goes wrong. And, I don't know, are we there with Joe yet? Yeah, I think it is important because I think anyone listening to this, you know, we were all about... We were all a bit doom and gloom, weren't we? <laughs> After the first three games, especially the way things are going with the city. And it is really important to, you know, to, to Joe Gomez, there's a couple of bright points or bright sparks I don't like to talk about, but Gomez, 100%, he was a big plus last night. He was really front foot. He was really aggressive. Um, he, he, you're, you're right. I mean, he's added real passing between the lines to his repertoire. Whether it's that little whip ball through to Trent or into the midfield, it definitely looks like something that he's that he's brought, and he just has this. He has serious, serious pace, Gomez, and he backs himself. And let's not forget, they are him and Virgil are our only Premier League title winning centre back partnership. I mean, they were the two that, and in, in the best. The, the best season in Liverpool's history in the league, 99 points. He was the man, so he, he's a major plus. I thought he had a, I thought he had a, a, a super game, um, and I think as well, like we've got to say, two home games, you know, two consecutive wins. Um, Elliot getting getting goals, you know, get getting a goal um, against Bournemouth, but Carvalho, I mean, that could be. If we, if we be optimists for a minute and just try and think about, you know, Nunez is to come in, Jada, Thiago's not going to go out forever. You know, apparently Matty's not not far away. Um, the, the goal by Carvalho, I mean, he's really impressed me, that kid. I mean, he's a limited, you know, he has a start of the game, obviously. He's he's, he's coming on into the team and he's, he's getting fleeting opportunities, but he's really grabbing them and he just seems to have, for me, he just seems to have a real quality about him. He just seems to have a real killer instinct in the box. His volley against Bournemouth was superbly taken. Um, that goal last night was brilliantly taken. Um, I mean, it was all or nothing. That was the last kick of the game. So that's big, big pluses. And the optimist in me is hoping that we've got a bit of momentum. We've eked out a win last night that we Barely, barely deserved. We probably did deserve it if you look at the XG and all that stuff. But there's things to build on, and hopefully that momentum now get into the weekend with Jota not far away, with Nunez available again. Bobby's in good form, a lovely goal. He was sensational at the weekend. So let's try and be positive, and let's think that we can, if we can eke out a few more wins and get Thiago back and get her start getting those options from the bench with the with the Champions League coming up. You know, let's. Let's hope we can go on a, on a run. And if we do go on a run now, we'll look back on that corner and that Carvalho moment as potentially huge in the course of our season. Let's hope so. Um, but at the minute, just the way 
things are going at the Etihad, it's it is a bit it's a bit demoralizing when we know the margins for error are so 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 slim. But yeah, plenty plenty to be positive as well as plenty to ponder, I suppose. Yeah, sums it up nicely, Johnny. So, Beryl, two thoughts have crossed my mind after um, Johnny's delightful monologue there. Um, so, do you want to do do you want to do Carvalho or do you want to do Bobby? I, 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 yeah, Carvalho. Uh, okay, is, is the new toy, right? All right, yeah, he's, he's the new shiny thing. That's right. Okay, um, so this is really interesting for me. Um, he comes on against Fulham, makes a massive difference. Um, obviously, scores off the bench against Bournemouth, gets a winner last night. He's always looked lively off the bench, but the way things have been going going this season. He's been kind of a break glass option. Um, it's kind of let's get another attacker on there and hopefully he can make a difference. And he has, he absolutely has. But I think long term, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, what are we going to do with this guy? What is he? Is he is he the eight? Is he the Elliot position? Is it between him and him and Harvey? Um, is he left hand head for front three? Is he is he a false nine? Is he a ten in a formation that we haven't decided we're going to play yet? I have absolutely no idea. So, you know, is he just going to be the David Fairclough or Divock? Is he is he the new Origi? I suppose, or do you see a like a long term cemented position for him in a, in a system that we're playing right now? Um, you know, um, we were talking about, you know, changing uh, and not becoming stale. Um, you know, w- w- what happened in, in the last five, six years is that, you know, we, we were this swashbuckling team. We, we had to be this swashbuckling team. Uh, and we won our games because of our intensity and because of um, um, and, and especially because of a, a, a rampant front three. Um, and, and, and therefore, we had to building some solidity in, in midfield and, uh, you know, with Hendo and, and Fabinho and uh, and uh, um, Gini Wijnaldum, uh, you know, for, for the longest part, I'd say. Um, Milner played a role in there and uh, the last two years we have Thiago. And Thiago was, was I think, the, the first element of, of change because, you know, uh, the way uh, other teams approach us has changed as well. And, you know, w- what Newcastle did yesterday uh, was exactly the same that uh, Manchester United did. Was exactly the same that Crystal Palace did, etc. Um, and we we don't seem to deal well with that. You know, this this um, defending bravely and then uh, and then trying to to beat the offside trap with 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 speed um, uh, by the opposition. So you know, we we have to change and we have probably. Uh, have to change a, a bit in the direction of what w- what Manchester City are. They are this, you know. Frankly, their football is absolutely boring. But you know, that has also to do with, um, you know, w- with them being so dominant that it isn't uh, a sports match, uh, you know, um, usually any anymore. Um, but if you if you look at the football itself, that what they try to do is is keep the possession. 
and and in, in the meanwhile, while keeping the possession, you know, people get into positions and and they they uh, take the other team into the, some sort of a stranglehold. So even if you uh, you know, get the ball as a defending team, then then you you can never get out of that stranglehold, and then they will come back at you uh, really quickly again. Uh, and 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 usually the goals scored will be tap-ins because you know there are so many people in the box that uh, you know only need to cross it, um, and and you know someone will tap it in. Uh, and I I I don't say. We should be adopting the the exact same strategy, but what we should be doing is getting more people, and we we are getting lots more people into the box if you if you look at it. But um, we need to be a little more patient, I think. Um, and what I perceived yesterday, what I um, observed was that not only um, you know b- before um before we scored the equalizer things were really tepid really depressing really slow and we don't didn't seem to have any idea how how we would score a goal other than you know play the ball to to Salah and hopefully he he will do something which he couldn't um because you know uh, uh, he I I think he's mentally scarred by this this guy Burn or Burns or whatever his name is who was kicked him around in his Brighton days but um you know never mind that but uh, uh, as as soon as as Carvalho came on and he came on together with Chimikas um, and, and Milner, um, th- we started to play a different football. Uh, we our our ball retention was uh, better, but uh, at the same time we were playing it much much quicker uh, to each other. Um, and uh, I, I think Carvalho really played a role in that. And, and Carvalho and, and Luis Diaz were, you know, having a field day together with. And, and I saw lots of um, aspects that I didn't know of him. Um, uh, and I'm n- now talking about Carvalho again. Um, he, he was tracking back like crazy, and he was he was trying to tackle, and and, and sometimes even was successful with it. And and he's really skillful uh, with the ball. And he carries a threat, so uh, I think it, it isn't inconceivable that we we could um, in in some games uh, against uh, opponents that you know just try to defend and do nothing more um, see a midfield in which um, uh, Carvalho and and Elliot play the uh, you know the so-called eight roles, and you have only one uh, midfielder that uh, you know Fabinho or whoever, uh, and maybe even Thiago. That you know plays a more defending role. Uh, I, I could see that happen. I think it's conceivable. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought. Um, but just on that, well, actually not on that at all. I'm going to completely change the topic of conversation, Johnny. The, during the summer, well, it's still the summer, I guess. But you know, post say or preseason for the four days that there were there was a preseason. People had labelled, um, not a criticism, but a concern at Liverpool that last season playing all those matches, ultimately not picking up the two big prizes at the end of it, had taken a toll um, physically and mentally. And I'm not one to kind of believe in that based on just what this team have done over the last kind of four or five years, you know, and um, they constantly come back, they constantly regroup 
and go again and go again and go again. But if you look at again, who who have been the standout performers this season? We've talked about Gomez, Simicus is impressed, um, Diaz has impressed um, constantly, and Carvalho and Elliot um, have been kind of the little gems that you've been finding in between. And who's come back from the dead in the last kind of well, the last week, I suppose, Bobby Firmino. So. Is that a coincidence or is it that these guys just have not been through that physical and mental kind of journey that the rest of the squad have? That's maybe why they're playing at a different level. I don't know. I mean, it's a real intangible, isn't it? I mean, I think we almost tried to, I think as supporters, we were fucking mentally shocked by... The, Real, the, the night of the Real Madrid game and how that, that game panned out, you know, um, it was just such a horrible last week to the season. I mean, we were literally, what, a 15-minute Aston Villa fucking collapse away from winning the league. Uh, <laughs> and then a, a European Cup final a week later and going for... we we, we 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 took four trophies down to the last two games. It's one hundred percent bound to have taken a toll and played on those guys' minds all all summer. Um, there's you know it's it's bound to have. I think the part that I struggle with though is you know when we and I know it was a preseason friendly. You could say that, but we I, I think the reason we bounced into the season before Fulham stopped us in our tracks with such optimism was the you know the the the, the community shield game against City. We just looked so up for it. We looked like we'd been away for the summer. We thought, right, do you know what? We only won two last season. We probably should have had at least three, maybe even four. Let's 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 show everybody what we're about. And 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 but then all of a sudden we just had this, you know, car crash of the start to the the season. And yeah, we've recovered we've recovered a bit of it. But it's 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 really hard, David. It it is really, really hard. I think, you know, the, I, I don't subscribe to some of the old sort of myths and almost like the old wives' tales that they always say to you, but and because Klopp and Liverpool have sort of confounded those for a while, but there was always this thing about, you know, strengthening you know, when you're in a position of strength, keeping, you know, freshening things up and keeping things fresh. And there's no doubt that our, you know, and I'm just saying this here, you know, it, it is it maybe a case too that some players have become, but you know, is it a bit stale in the midfield? We lack, you know, oh, competition. Yeah, maybe, maybe in the midfield, Johnny, maybe in the midfield, but, you know, you say that, Things become stale, but if you look at that, if you look at that squad at the minute, Canate, Diaz, Nunez, Elliot, Carvalho, Simicus, you know, even Thiago, you know, this is only his third season, he played 50, 50 matches or something. It's not like yeah. it's not like things haven't been freshened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I think it's 
And I don't know, you know, if that's a question you need to ask the players. Oh, even, Jota, even just chuck Jota in there as well, do you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think Jota's actually a big, like, I do think Jota's a massive loss, especially with Sadio going, because what Sadio guaranteed you was output. And much as though Diaz has has really been sensational, you know, he's a street fighter footballer. We we love him. He scored some brilliant goals, but his output as yet isn't near, you know, what what Manny got to. And and I think people underestimate. The, the impact of Jada, especially with his salad playing wider. We all, you know, we're assuming, not on Liverpool do's by accident, we're assuming it's it's a tactical thing where they're maybe trying to draw teams out a wee bit and pull people out to leave space for maybe Nunez. And, uh, but I think we've missed that presence and poacher in the box. Like, I, I think the game this season where I felt most like the Jada miss was, was at Old Trafford. I just felt that presence and threat and snide that he gives you up there um, but it's hard to I mean we, we you know there's, there's just things players can just have a lull and not quite be fresh enough and I know Beryl would you know we, you, you were talking about it before about is it is it maybe the pre-season have we with a World Cup in this unprecedented situation having this big break mid-season have we maybe tried to be a bit clever and too clever in our conditioning and our pre-season we have a look I don't know I don't know. I, you know, I'm just putting on my optimist head and I'm thinking, right, you know, we've got over the line there against Newcastle when it looked dead. We, we've, we've managed to get six points on the board pretty quickly. Um, Nunez, Jada, a Merseyside derby, you know, they are crap. Let's be honest. Everton are terrible. They're a terrible football football team. Um, if we can go there and win and and then a home game with Wolves, don't look like scoring goals whatsoever this season. You know, that takes us into the Chelsea game. I suppose we've all got the same fear, though, haven't we? It's just the margin for error, the way City are going. It almost feels like we've got to win those two and probably win at uh, uh, at, at Chelsea. Um, I mean, City have, have Tottenham coming up. So, you know, they've, they've Villa, and then I think they've Tottenham. So, you know, Villa, I would imagine they're going to swap them aside before Stevie gets sacked. But... Yeah, it's 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 hard, Dave, isn't it? Because we, listen, we, we're all Liverpool fanatics. We watch them week in, week out. We've watched them week in, week out for years. But yet, if someone says to me, "What's the problem at Liverpool right now?" We've all got different ideas or multiple theories, don't we? It, it's hard. It really is hard. And I just hope that the people that matter, i.e., <laughs> Klopp and Linders, I just hope that all them and their army of analysts are on it. And, and and can get it right before, you know, one more slip. One, I think one more drop points episode and City winning again. It almost feels like if five becomes seven or eight, the way City are, it nearly, it nearly would feel dumb. And that's a horrendous thing to be saying on the, the first the first of September. It's absurd, but, but that's where we yeah, are. Yeah, right? I know. I know. And, and we talked about it. We talked about it with the, the number of players they have going to the World Cup against the number of players we have. You know, Start strong, stay in touch up to the World Cup kicks yeah. in, and we're in with a real chance. And we've nearly fucked that already. And you're right. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I, yeah, honestly, and I feel like City need to drop points before we do. Yeah. It really is as simple as that. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. And yeah. So, Beryl, we'll find ourselves in this position. But as Johnny says, there, there are positives to be taken. And 
I know I gave you the option earlier on of, of Carvalho or Firmino, but it looks like you're going to end up doing both. Bobby's been great. He got grief against um, first performance at, at, at Old Trafford, but I thought he was one of the better players. I thought he was, you know, when Bobby's on it, where his touch is good, his layoffs are like just inch perfect, his weight of pass is completely on it. And he was like that. Yeah, he didn't maybe affect the game as much as he wanted to. But then he rocks up Bournemouth, makes the first three goals, gets the fourth, gets another. His goal last night is beautifully taken. Reminded me of that one he scored against um, Burnley that time. We just ran on, just slots it. But there are there's a huge Liverpool contingent that have written him off. But this guy has loads to offer. He's our top goal scorer and our top assisters so far this season. You can't really argue with that, can you? I, I love Bobby. Um, and, you know, the, the type of player he is. Um, and yeah, yeah, and he can frustrate. Uh, absolutely. And he has frustrated me. And all of us, I, I'd say. But, um, you know, he isn't frustrating me this season. And I agree with you that uh, against Manchester United, I, 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 you know, the uh, the the thing I said about um, Trent trying to take on more responsibility than it, than he should is probably true also for Bobby Firmino in that game, because I I think he tried to um, do something in midfield because our midfield wasn't doing something and uh, you know, uh, and he ended up vacating um, um, the the number nine position um, uh, in turn, but. Um, I think what he tries to do is probably um, show everyone that he hasn't uh, uh, that he isn't done, like you know people were saying, because you know age-wise he shouldn't be done. Uh, he had um, he was very unlucky with with uh, with several not major, but you know uh, lots of injuries last last seasons. I, I should probably say. Um, and you know, hopefully he stays fit for a for a for a um, for quite a while now, and and he he has already shown that he can um, he can be very useful for us um, if if we are trying to change things with the with a more traditional uh, number nine like Nunez is, then uh, you know um, maybe he needs to adapt a little, but may, maybe we have different game plans for different uh, types of uh, opponents, and maybe. Um, you know he can play a role in that. So, yeah, I, I, I am, I'm happy for him to, to start this well, uh, scoring goals. Uh, people were, you know, talking about that he hadn't scored at Anfield for since 2020, and then you know he scores two against Bournemouth, uh, and and then uh, you know uh, scores against Newcastle as well. So he his goal scoring is uh, is is almost on par with uh, you know the targaryen from the etihad um on, you know but but not nearly but th- that's not what we ask from him it does that's that's not what bobby is supposed to do i, I think he played a really uh, a good game yesterday uh being uh, old bobby uh, again for for you know large stretches of the game um one of the better players i i'd say um and you know had a massive role in, in in us winning it because of the equalizer. Uh, it was a good chance, but it wasn't unmissable, I'd say. Uh, but he 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 didn't miss it, and and that, that was very important because you know if you want to um, win games, you need to score goals. It's, it seems <laughs> such an obvious thing, but sometimes 
We, we don't do that. I, I think that that has been uh, part of the problems that we were discussing. But yeah, also a very bright spark. And, um, you know, I, I can see a future for him. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad he isn't gone, like uh, people were, uh, were saying he would. Yeah, so Johnny, let's... <laughs> it's, it all seems a bit Ozanka back to me, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, where's Bell when you need him? Oh, Christ. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> He'd be off on one. Absolutely livid, still livid about it. But like, oh, Arthur, or is, that, is that how we pronounce it? I don't know. He's He's been at UV, he's been at Barca. I'm sure I've seen him play a number of times. And I have no memory of it at all. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Um, it sounds like he'll fit in rightly in our midfield because he appears to be always injured as well. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I just, I just don't know. Obviously, we need a body in, but you know, we've got plenty of bodies, but none of them can run around. Yeah, it's 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 like do you know what this is? It's if you've watched the film, the Billy Bean, the Brad Pitt. If you've watched Moneyball, this is a fucking Moneyball signing. To me, this is what it is. I mean, it's it's minimal, minimal risk. The guy's what is he alone until no option to buy, <laughs> and it's alone until June. Am I right? Is it next? Yeah, it's, I think it's basically. I think it's basically. You've been like, just, just give us a few quarter weeks for him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a few yeah. grand a week, a few grand a week saves a bit of money because he's 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 not going to kick a ball here. Yeah, he's he, he his background is. I think it was Grêmio, and he went to Barcelona. And um, if if you want to get yourself needlessly um, excited and thinking, wow, this could be a masterstroke. There is an interview doing the rounds when he signed for Barcelona in the first preseason when they're talking to Messi and they ask Messi, you know, what's caught your eye? What's what? What's you know with the new signings and stuff? What's uh, <laughs> you know who stood out? And he talks about Melo being being the one. <laughs> so there you go. There's your Messi sort of endorsement. But listen, it's it is Moneyball. I mean. Does he have a pedigree? He's played for Brazil. He was wanted by Barcelona. He went there with these massive expectations. Didn't really work, although they're a bit of a basket case last few years, let's be honest. Um, but Juve, by all accounts at Juve, um, Perlo liked him because the, his style of play is he's he's quite a cultured player, likes to keep the ball, Um but I'd listened to some of the stuff. I mean, the Anfield Rap did some couple of good short pieces today where a number of journalists managed to listen to a couple of them. And basically the consensus was, though, that, you know, when Sarri and, and Allegri had him, he just didn't have the he didn't have the engine and he didn't have the motivation for their style of game, which sort of made me go, that's a fucking bit of a warning sign, given that we always talk about Liverpool's midfield being fucking hard to play in I mean it's a demanding fucking place so I don't honestly have no so, idea what are, you, what are you telling me he's going to be running around the pitch like fucking Roman Raquel May 
Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Prime Michael Asian. You know, that's, that's, that's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> so, um, do you know what? It's, it's like, I don't know. I, I mean, it feels like we're getting in a body. Do they think, is he just a body that's a competent player? Are they, is he a band babies? Are they just thinking, look, if everybody goes down, we've got somebody here. We've got this break glass option we can we can throw into midfield or do they actually see him as is he in his last chance saloon because I think it's only he's not that old is he he's, is he about 26 oh, I was going to say 26 but like he's 26 or 27 is there maybe this thing where Liverpool have said you know he's, he's listen he's played for Barca and Juventus and he came from Brazil to Barca there's yeah. obviously a lot of ta- there's a talent there but listen yeah is he, and there and is there is there is a world to... there is a world cup on the horizon as well which is maybe yeah. a carrot that you can dangle in front of him and and, and as one of the one of the the journalists I listened to um talking about made the point that you know, Klopp is by far the best manager, or best coach he's, he's ever had. So, is there a chance that maybe there, there was this? There, there was things about his attitude as well and his lifestyle off the pitch, and he'd lost his way at Juve, which again, it just feels completely alien to everything we do in the market. So, listen, let's be honest. It stinks of panic. Let's fire a body in there, and we don't really plan to use him. But if we're really, 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 really stuck. Um, we need some players for the League Cup and the FA Cup in the early rounds. We'll use them. So I have no real high hopes, as you can tell. But I don't know. It's a wait and see. I don't like anyone. Anyone that says, oh, yeah, Arthur Mell is going to tear it up at Liverpool. He's going to be a star is just saying that because I don't know, because they've maybe drunk too much whiskey, Dave, or, or something like that. Let's wait and yeah, see. They've been, on the, they've been on the buck fast, Johnny, obviously. Yeah, I think the funniest thing that I've, I've noticed on social media this evening, I mean, we're recording this it's quarter past ten. Obviously, the deadline's at, what, midnight? Um, but there's a story during the rounds that your guy from Brighton, who is a really good player, that Moses Casillo, <laughs> I think he's doing the most epic trolling. He's, he's removed, apparently, Brighton from his bio, and he started following the whole Liverpool squad on social media. So it, it it probably is just the greatest wind up of all time, but uh, yeah, there there's there's where we are. If that's what he's done, I want to sign him just for doing that because that yeah, is hilarious. Me too. me too, and it's probably worth saying as well. We've got Everton on Saturday, and they've re-signed. Uh, who was it went to? Who did they sell to PSG? Who's a midfielder? Was it Gay? Oh, it's it's just a Gay. Yeah, they've re- they've re-signed him and James Garner. They've signed James Garner from Man United for 15 million. So yeah, I saw that. They've thrown in a couple of bodies before the weekend. Probably just worth saying that. And uh, probably the only other one is United playing. But somebody said 100 million for the for the Brazilian Almiro <laughs> for, for Ajax. It looks like Aubameyang's going to Chelsea. That might be the, the goal threat Chelsea need actually. Uh, on paper, him and Sterling and Havertz could be a. Pretty useful front three, but there you go. There, there there's a there, there's a bit of a transfer window update shoehorned in. Deadline. I was gonna, I was going to say thanks, Jeff Telling, for our transfer window <laughs> roundup. Uh, um, and Jim White's not even on. What's become a deadline day? I know, I know. It's it's ridiculous. It's Jim's not there with Jim's not there with his tie strolling into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, are there any uh, <laughs> any purple uh, dildos? Um? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't as yet cited 
Yeah. Purple dildo. It's not real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's everything's up in the air. I mean, it's nothing's real anymore. It's never been real since Harry Redknapp doesn't stop his car and lean out the the window. And who was a Peter Adam Wingy? It was a Peter Adam Wingy drove. Somebody says Peter. Somebody just said Peter Adam Wayne should just drive to Nottingham Forest car park. Sure, he's sure he's flying there. Do you remember? Was it two PRs? Somebody's just sitting in the car park in his motor, like some sort of fucking yeah. drug dealer, waiting for somebody to come yeah. and let him in. Yeah. Forest are just mental, by the way. They've just signed your guy Bashway as well <laughs> from 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 Chelsea. It's, it's insane how many players they've signed. Yeah, I think they did. I think they lost fifteen players in the summer, though. So it's not like they're just buying a pile of players. They they're, they're basically they're replacing a pile of players. Um, yeah. They, they, I think Eleven on loan or something mad like that. Um, anyway, Beryl, it is it is addressing case Everton um half twelve <laughs> half twelve half twelve on Saturday. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, listen, they are shite. They are absolutely shite. Um, they'll probably do what they did against us um, at Anfield last year. They'll set date. They'll look at Gordon in the break. They don't have Richarlison. They don't have a centre forward. You know, I think this, I hate going to Goodison as a general rule because no matter how shite they are, we generally always find it difficult there. But last year we went and fucking banned them. And I can't see anything different than that this year because they are just really, really shite, aren't they? And Lampard's shite. Yeah, you know, no one can disagree with that. <laughs> Lampard is shite. Uh, and, and, and Everton, uh, you know, n- not the club. Yeah, the club too. But, you know, their team is, is absolute dog shite. But um, teams have been successful in, in dragging us down to their level in this season. You know, last season was was marvelous uh, with that respect. You know, 9-0 against Manchester United, um, uh, against Everton. I, I, I forgot the total numbers, but, you know, we beat them uh, handsomely at... at um, um, at their place, I I don't know why, why the name just escaped me there, but uh, and 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 managed to beat them um, 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 uh, in spite of their their uh, shit housery uh, at Anfield. So um, hopefully they won't be able to able to to drag us down to their level, and we can be um, you know I've said it before today. Um, be patient, just keep the ball and show them that we are, you know, the better team and that, you know, just score a few. Uh, I think, you know, if you get into their game and, and start uh, fighting uh, duels and, 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 and start, uh, you know, um, making this uh, a, a, an attritional affair or, or, or you know, a, a battlefield, then, then you're, you're, you're bound to, to, to lose uh, maybe not the game, but you're bound to lose players, or you're bound to, uh, you know, uh, due to injuries or, or you know, red cards. I, 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 all of that is is what I hate about uh, Goodison. 
just like you. And and if if that doesn't happen, if we just stay calm like we did last season, and you know just play the ball around and and uh, you know there 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 should still be some 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 feelings of revenge against them. So. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully it'd be, it'd be a calm affair, and we we can calm them down. I I hate these these twelve thirty games. It's like, you know, it it it's, it's really hard to get going for teams. It seems, and especially for ours. But you know, this this sh- should get us going uh, right away. I'd say um, I I don't expect to see Arthur Miller there. That that will be unfair to the lad, but. Um, you know, um, ho- hopefully everyone is is, is still fit, uh, except yeah, Hendo seems to have a hamstring injury. I don't know who will play, but um, uh, Curtis Jones could get in um, uh, a bit of a gamble. Him, you know, n- not having played uh, this season before, but uh, you, you know, we, there are some options. None of them really good. But it would probably be Milner, I, I think, uh, replacing uh, Henderson, and and we'll see what happens. Um, uh, I really like Millie um, um, on Wednesday, but you know th- he played at right back, and I don't see him uh, play at right back uh, in this game. We'll see. Um, again, uh, hopefully we don't uh, uh, we make it calm. If if we if we stay calm and just play football and not you know some sort of uh, a uh, uh, fighting game, then uh, then we're bound to to beat them handsomely. Yeah, Johnny, Beryl mentions a half twelve kickoff there, and I hate it too. But the half twelve kickoff away to Everton at Goodison, it's probably if you could pick a kickoff time, that's the one you want because you know you have to give it to him. Their crowd will get them more points than most teams' crowds will at home. Um, and we know what it's like at a half-twelve kickoff at Anfield. It can be quiet. So that kind of plays into our hands, I think. Yeah, it, it is. And I think that, that Saturday kickoff through the years, I remember, like I'm going back here, there's probably a lot of people listening wouldn't remember it, but in the early 2000s under Hule, we had a real sort of Hex on is, them. Is it the, the McAllister Derby? Of, it's a half twelve kickoff, isn't it? On a yes. Yeah. I'm really sure it is because I remember where I was, and I can only yeah. imagine it would have been there if it was a half twelve kickoff. Yeah, and Stevie G got his first Derby goal against Everton there as well. Do you remember the one where he just sort of from a real mad angle out in the right, he just sort of smashed it into the far top corner. Yeah, he just reverses it right into the far top corner. It's unbelievable technique. Yeah, and Michael Owen had a couple of stormers against them. So, yeah, historically, I think you're right. I mean, whatever about the blue shite, then they are better as fuck, and that's probably what makes their fans, gives them that edge. But um, their crowd are really good, and their crowd are really up for it, and yeah, it's not a bad time. Listen, I don't think there is a bad time to play Everton this season because they're they're awful. Um, you know, they're just they're just they're, they don't have a good manager. And they don't have a good team. They have a lot of very average players, and they're very very vulnerable and susceptible at the moment to to any team with a bit of quality that can knock it around them. They just don't look up to up to anything. So. Yeah, it's it's a real chance to put three wins on the bounce, and 
you know, it, it, believe it or not, it, it, it doesn't and it, it doesn't feel this way. But you know, I, I think it. I, I think I was looking at it um, last night after that game, and I think if we win, if we win because of our goal difference, we'd actually go third above Tottenham, um, four points behind Arsenal. We obviously have to go to United, and we'd be two points behind City, albeit with a game more played. So, you know, the league table can look. A hell of a lot better if we can go there and do the business. And yeah, I mean, goes without saying, it's a must. It's a must-win game, given the players we've got back. And just be good now. If hopefully big, big Nunez, the big madman, has learnt his lesson. He sat on his arse um, for three games, and hopefully, because let's be honest, Connor Cody and Tarkowski. <laughs> they're going to be, if he plays, and I don't expect them to start because of the form Bobby's in and Bobby's experience in the derby, but, you know, they're going to target him. Teams are going to target him now for a couple of months and try and get a rise out of him. So hopefully he's learned his lesson and he channels his aggression and sticks a few sticks a few in the tent, as you'd say, Dave. Um, it'd be a big win. You know, we'd just keep that momentum, especially with... Uh, Tough game, you know, Champions League starting up the following Wednesday. With Napoli. Yeah, Napoli, who have just sold Fabio Ruiz to um, PSG, and it makes me sad because I was just looking at him thinking, you'd just be absolutely perfect. I haven't stopped talking about him. I know Beryl, Beryl's, Beryl knows this footballer better than any other footballer in the world because I haven't fucked up with him for about two, three years. But anyway, yeah. Can I just say as well, though, how how boring was it to get Ajax and Napoli again? It just feels like we've played them. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Champions League, Johnny. That is the Champions League. How many it's times that way. How many times have we played Napoli? And it's a horrible game. I hate going to their stadium. And I know they're going to Vancelotti. He seems to have some kind of hex on us. But oh, I'm, just, I'm just not looking forward to these two games against them. You just know they're going to be a slog, don't you? The Champions League is boring. It's the same. It's it's the same thirty. Well, thirty-two of maybe fifty teams maximum that get to the group stages, and it's I don't know eight of ten that end up in the quarterfinals every single fucking year. And <laughs> how many times have we played Atletico Madrid? Do you know? How many times back in the day we play Benfica? It seemed we play Benfica every fucking year for ages. But then obviously they reduced the number of places for the smaller leagues. Like the Portuguese league, do you know, where all the good players actually come from. So yeah, it's just it's just a, a boring nonsense and I'm still better about not winning it last year. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so lads, thanks for joining. Um yeah, until next time, up the just just absolutely smash those absolutely shite blue nose twat, bitter twat, absolutely shite Frank Lampard, Tory twat, ever <laughs> twats. Amen.